Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or have made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636-778-3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. I wanna talk a little bit about juicing. Uh, I am going to talk specifically about celery juice, uh, but I am going to also talk about juicing. We've talked about juicing before, and there are times where we'll bring in, you know, topics that are kind of subcategories to different things. But then there's other times where I'll grab that, grab that little subcategory and then I really hone in on it, you know, and, and then when I'm kind of sort of talking about it, I'll say, now down the road, we're going to talk about this in more detail. So I try not to like embed you with too much information, but knowing me, I probably embedded you with too much information the first time. So you're probably going to think a lot of this is repeat, but I really like to teach you about the celery juice benefit. Has anyone in here started drinking celery juice? Anyone got on the celery juice kick? I'm just curious, kind of sometimes. Okay, great. 
That's good. No, I wanted it to be new data, so that's good. <laughs> it and I'll and this what I'm going to read will kind of explain. She was saying she'd get a little nauseous in the beginning. I mean, this will kind of explain why that does that. Uh, so first thing, there's a difference between juicing and blending, and right, yeah, <laughs> and blending. Yeah, there's a difference between vegetable juicing and non-vegetable juicing. But um, if you have a, a Vitamix or if you have a, a Nutribullet, that is not juicing. That's like pulverizing your food. So you're going to keep all the pulp, and you're basically going to be drinking all the fiber. Okay. Is that okay? It is fine, absolutely, but juicing is different. We're, we're stripping all that out. You'll have a big picture of waste, you know, of that, and you're just pulling in the micronutrients. So macronutrients would be your carbs, your fats, your proteins, and the micronutrients are going to be the minerals, all the really great vitamins and minerals that are involved. Now, is it good to still have the fiber? I mean, shouldn't we have some of the pulp? Absolutely. That's why we're not going to go on an all juice diet. You know, it, it's, it's very good to have the fiber. We want our food to convert to sugar very, very slow. That's why we like having that fiber in it. But it, there's also a lot of benefit and there's times in which juicing could be really quite beneficial for you. Um, I'm going to talk about celery juice specifically because it has some pretty remarkable benefits, but yet we could probably break down every vegetable and explain to you that if we took it in the same way, it would have all these remarkable benefits, right? Now, there is a, a guy named The Medical Medium, and he wrote, I think it was like The Liver Rescue or The Liver Detox Rescue or something like that, and it's a book that is like this thick. It is a, it's a really good book, very good information. The medical medium is on YouTube, so you can look him up and he'll give you all his reasons why he thinks you should have celery juice. And I mean, he just basically started a phenomenon. There's plenty of people that are like, oh, that's just a way to sell a book. You know, there's plenty of people. So I usually, if I think it's safe for me, I always try to do stuff like that because I want to be able to say, well, I did it and I felt better. You know what I mean? Or yeah, he's probably just trying to sell a book, you know, or something like that. But it it really did change things for me. And I've used it with several clients and it's made big differences for them. Uh, when you juice, you're going to put the vegetables in there, push the thing down, and the juice is going to come out. Pulp's going to go this way. There are great juicers and then there are horrible juicers. None of them are inexpensive. You're going to spend $100 no matter what on a juicer. Uh, my juicer was almost $300 and the brand was Breville, B-R-E-V-I-L-L-E. Yes. And it, it just destroys food. I mean, you put it in there and it's like one of those things that you, it's like a tree chipper that you see him put the trees in and it turns into bark or, or, or mulch. That is what my juicer is like. It's amazing. So I'm thinking for the most part, why did I pay more? Because I knew the types of vegetables I would put in there. I... I really wanted to just be able to and get through there and not have a bunch of cleanup because it was getting stuck in it. And I mean, if I was just going to juice tomatoes every day, it probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal. The $100 Breville is still a very good juicer. It just isn't as powerful. So you're just not getting as powerful of, a, of an engine, you know, with it. 
but you know, you're probably not going to buy one that often. So my thought is always get the Bed Bath & Beyond coupon, you know, just go ahead and invest in it. It's not like it's going to wear out in a month. You'll have it for a very, very long time. I bought an Omega juicer in the beginning and it was not inexpensive. It was still around $200. I hated it. I mean, I despised it. It was so hard to clean. Everything got gunked up. And that's why I said, no way. I will do all the research. I will try to find the best ones, the best reviews. What's the easiest? And then I was randomly at this place in Brentwood and they did cold pressed juice. And I just watched the lady take all the stuff and it just went. And I was like, what is that juicer? You know, if you don't mind me asking, and she told me, of course, it was the commercial version, which was a thousand dollars. But I'm like, they have to have something that is, you know, like the free motion treadmill. They make a home version. Okay, it's light. It's called light commercial. It is a great treadmill. It is a great treadmill to buy. I would buy that over something I could buy at whatever local place. Right. Well, same thing with this juicer. So if you're going to look for a juicer, I would look up the brand Breville. I was really happy with it. Williams-Sonoma sells it. Bed Bath & Beyond sells it. You'll find them a whole lot of everywhere. And what you're looking for is that one that's kind of in that 250 to, re to 300 range. That's the high-end one. And then they're going to go all the way down to like $129. So I'm not saying you have to have that high-end. I mean, you may not have to have the high-end one, but just kind of depends. With the celery, I wanted to be able to put like four things of celery in there and just like make it and then be done with it. And I can do that with mine, just so you know. Um, uh oh, it's amazing. In my Omega, I, I didn't even want to make celery because that's what it did. You know, I mean, it was just everything was clogged up. You'd have to undo it, get it all cleaned out, and then you're going back in again. I don't have that kind of world. Not necessarily. Um, if you're doing juicing, I mean, it's going to give you some calories, but when I would use juicing is if I'm really trying to, uh, let's say, repair someone's issues. So maybe they have, excuse me, um, maybe they're having an autoimmune response and they, they're just hypersensitive. And I know no matter what I feed them, they're going to have a response to it because it's just their system is so activated. Uh, so they really need to almost fast. But I also don't know if I think they're in a position where they're going to be able to fast. Juicing would be great. And maybe there's some specific micronutrients in the juicing that I really want them to get then I'd have them in a fasted state, but I'd bring the juicing in so that they could receive it better. And then I'd just have them go through their whole day just taking that juice in maybe every three hours. So it would be like a fast, but it would be an intentional juice fast because I'd be trying to get those types of vitamins and minerals in intentionally. So I guess like you would try to incorporate it into like a few times a week. Like how would you I would break your fast with juicing. So if you're, if you break your fast at 6am, I would break it with six ounces of juice, eight ounces of juice. And then I would wait, you know, 15 to 20 minutes before you have your breakfast. If you break your fast at noon, I would have your juice at 1130, you know, and, and then let it sit into your system and then put your food. No matter what, I would try to give it 10 to 15 minutes before you would start trying to digest food. You know, just let it get in your system and almost like resonate in you. You know what I mean? If you just start low, you know, 
don't drink it as the drink with your food. In my opinion, I don't think you're going to get the benefit from it in the same way. Okay. Um, <clears throat> another time I do juice is if someone was sick, you know, and they just simply, they can't eat, you know, they're, they're brothing and, you know, cause they're so sick, give them a little carrot juice, give them a little celery juice, you know, maybe throw a little spinach in there. Uh, what I would be very cautious of with juicing is fruit. That is, that is the thing I would not juice because without the fiber, fruit is just a bunch of sugar. And we've learned that too much fructose is not good for any of us. And then here we are just drinking it. You know, that, that won't be good. And it's not measurable. You start just throwing a bunch of juice into or fruit into a thing. We don't really know how much you're having. Lemon, lemon would be a good way to sweeten it up. Stevia, you know, I mean, you don't want to add anything to celery juice and it'll explain why, you know, cause it can damage the salts that are in it. And then it, it's not as effective for you. But if you're adding multiple layers of different types of vegetables and you want to kind of spice it up to make it taste a little better, your lemon and then, you know, a little bit of stevia would be okay. Okay. Now I, I would juice parsley because it's so high in potassium. I mean, don't be afraid to put herbs in there. And especially if you have a, like a, a natural remedy Bible that you follow and you can see that this particular herb is excellent for that, or this one's excellent for that. And you want to find a good way to get it in. That's a good way to get it in. Just drink it. Okay. Evolution, Evolution. Yeah. If you're going to buy one, that would be a good brand. They have a simple greens version and that's just greens. Um, they do have uh, other. They do have other versions at Deerberg's and Whole Foods that are okay. It's just the majority of them are all fruit and a little bit of vegetables. Yeah, that's perfect. Right. Yes. Yeah. And. You bet. That's the great. That's a great time to do it. Evolution. And I also do it like if someone tells me that they're losing their hair, um, do under, I do understand that I've watched this happen to people for 20 years and maybe I won't get medical backing on this, which is fine. But I watch people go through a shedding process and I don't know, I, this is the Debbie Morris version, right? There's no reason why this happens and I have no medical reason, but I watch people go through a shedding process and it's, it's through that initial two months of detoxification. And I see people start growing new hair and it's weird because it, it makes you feel like your hair is frizzy, but it's not, or it's breaking, but it's not, it's new hair growth. But then I also see them go through a phase where they lose like dead hair. Like they you kind of almost carry dead hair and you don't know it. And as you brush through it, you get some of that out. Well, you'd be surprised. You'll start brushing it and you're starting to get more than you want to get out but yet you're also growing new hair at the same time. Now your skin will kind of do the same thing. You may have never had dry skin a day in your life and then all of a sudden it's like you're shedding a layer of your skin. I see people do that same exact thing. And then, you know, they hydrate it properly and they do the things that they're supposed to do. And then before they know it, they actually have better skin than they've ever had in their entire life because they're taking collagen, they're doing the right fatty acids, they're bringing in the right combination of all their foods. But juicing is excellent for someone that comes in and they haven't gone through that shedding process, but they legitimately are losing their hair. You know, I mean, maybe they have thyroid issues and they really struggle with their hair. Like they, they have hair loss or, and it's a hormonal thing or, you know, 
they haven't even started the food. So it's not a detoxified vacation thing. They just, they just simply have hair loss. In that air, yes, yeah, absolutely. Like that estrogen thing where, where it'll, it'll happen up in here. And the reason why I always wear this side over is because that part of my hair is thinner and you can see it in here. I don't always have the same amount of thickness there, but I just have a cut that it kind of just works for, but yeah, it'll, it'll thin. The juicing is really good for that because you get vitamins and minerals. It's almost like someone's injecting you with them when you drink it in from a, in a juice fashion versus if I have to eat all those vegetables to try to get that, we have to remember that we don't all have great digestive tracts. I mean, some of us are better than others, but when it's raw, you know, if we're eating raw vegetables, we all know we get bloated from that. Like if it's a lot of it, you know, I mean, you just, you're, you're like, mm, I eat a lot of vegetables, you know, you can just feel it. You have to think we're probably only getting about 50% of the nutrients from that food because we're probably not breaking it down great, you know? So to some extent, juicing comes in and it really helps with that, especially for people with Crohn's or ulcerated colitis or, uh, IBS or something like that, where they do really struggle to digest vegetables. Uh huh. Yep. Yes. Cruciferous vegetables. I'd be careful with that. If you do have a thyroid issue, I would not. I I, I personally, for myself, wouldn't choose broccoli or cauliflower. Uh, I mean, or Brussels sprouts. But I also probably wouldn't do that anyways. But I but. I wouldn't, you know, intentionally, but I also wouldn't use kale because it would be, you know, considered one as well. Um, they don't produce a lot of juice. So it's kind of like you'll run through a lot of vegetables, you know, and you're not really going to get much for, for it. Uh, cucumbers produce a tremendous amount of juice. They're excellent. And they actually really give you a fresh taste, you know, so uh, if you want to do a little cucumber, a little carrot, a little celery, um, you know, and then, and then maybe you want to throw a little spinach in with that, that, that would be a good mix. And then maybe even add a little parsley into that, you know, to get, you know, some of those benefits, that would be a good mix. But there's, you know, don't look at juice like, oh, this is my meal, or I'm, I'm only going to juice for this meal. You're probably going to get hungry if you do that. You know, I mean, you could have some collagen and then have the juice, but you're still going to need some fat you know, so maybe some collagen with a little bit of flaxseed oil, or you could do the juice and try to build that collagen into it and the flaxseed oil, not the strict celery juice, but you could kind of make your smoothie with that. I do have a client that owns a pet store and she does that because she can't go into the back to eat. She gets her juice, you know, and she actually blends her collagen in there and she puts her flaxseed oil in with that and she just drinks it all down. And she feels really good from that. I mean, she gets a lot of great energy, but she only does that once a day. You know, I mean, she's eating, before she even leaves the house, she's eating a ton of vegetables and eggs and she's getting a lot of bulk in her belly. And then she goes home to dinner to get a lot of bulk. It's just that one section of the day. But like Alondra, you have sometimes at, you know, at work where it's like, you just really struggle to get your vegetables in and to sit and eat food. You know, something like that could work if you just want to be able to still get some vegetables in too. Um, okay, so now let me break down just celery juice for you. And remember, it's the medical medium if you want to kind of look him up. Uh, these are just 10 benefits of just celery juice. So we're not adding anything else. We're not adding sea salt. We're not adding stevia. We are simply drinking celery juice. 
It's critical for chronic acid reflux. Acid reflux means three things are happening. Low hydrochloric acid production, unproductive bacteria such as strep and E. coli, and a weakened liver. Celery juice helps to improve these. Fights autoimmune disease. Pathogens are the true cause of, of the inflammation that's mistakenly considered autoimmune. Celery juice's undiscovered sodium cluster salts can break down and flush out these pathogens, okay? Helps, but just know, even if you don't have an autoimmune disease, guess what? If you have a flu, if you have a virus, you need that too. If there's a pathogen, right? It's going to help the pathogen. It doesn't have to be an autoimmune pathogen. It could just be the virus, the viral, you know, impact that you're having. It'll go to work on that. Uh, helps to restore adrenals. The, the undiscovered sodium cluster salts in celery juice can help your adrenals stabilize and just function better. We all need that, especially if you've had a month where you haven't been sleeping. You know, you're, you're up, you're up way later. I mean, all for the new moms, you know, that aren't sleeping. I have a new mom that so reduces, uh, the, a trans mom that comes in, she sell, you know, when she was, you know, staying up in the middle of the night with them, it helps her, you know, it helps because your adrenals really start to get sluggish when you're not sleeping. Right. Contains undiscovered sodium cluster salts that reverse illness. Celery juice's undiscovered sodium cluster salts act together as an antiseptic. When they make contact with viruses and bacteria, troublemakers responsible for chronic illness, the salts begin to break down the pathogen cell membranes and eventually destroy them. So if you find out that you just have strep, have someone drive to fresh time, they make it and they put it in a, they put it in a, a jug. It's, it's, it's been said that you should store it in glass, okay? So I'm just telling you, so you know, but they store it in plastic, but they, they've said that obviously, I think everything, right? It should be stored in glass instead of plastic. There's a date on it, and I think it's three days long. But again, if you, got, if you bought a juicing Bible and you went to like a hardcore juicer, they would say you should make it fresh and drink it fresh, make it fresh and drink it fresh. But here's my thought. Who cares? Let's try it. See if it works. You're sick. Like maybe it'll work. You know what I mean? Like maybe it is better to do it fresh, you know, just celery juice. Yeah. I love it. That's how popular it's become that they're starting to sell it. Right. Just get one just to have it, you know, and just, just start drinking it, you know, but like I said, do I think it's better to do it fresh? Absolutely. But if you're down for the count because you're sick and you can't pull the juicer out and you don't have any celery, but someone can run by fresh time and get it, it's going to help. I refuse to believe it's not going to help. I just, I really, I just refuse to believe that. So I mean, I've learned about this and so they basically said first thing in the morning. Yep. But, okay. So, but that's where I got turned off with because I was like, okay, I got to get out the juicer and do this juice at 6 a.m. Right. And your whole family's like, are you running a chainsaw right now? Right. No, sorry. <laughs> you, yeah, it would be no different than if you made it first thing in the morning and didn't have it until 11. You know what I mean? I think you're just trying to shorten the window as much as humanly possible. And then I would get mason jars and I would store it in mason jars. You know, that's the cheap way of, of storing it. You know, but like I said... I, I agree. All those are good principles. I respect it, but I also live in the reality world where people will look at me like, 
I, I can't do that, you know, and I, and I try to apply discipline to people and teach them, well, you can if you want to, but there are some people that just can't do that at 6 a.m. I mean, they just can't. And I think they would still benefit if they had one left over from the night before. I just really do. I, and maybe they're only going to benefit by 25%. Maybe that's all you're going to get from it. But that's 25% more than what you had before. So why not try it? You know, why not try it? Um, and I have had many clients that have paid to have theirs juiced and they're in plastic and then they do make it last three and four days and they still feel a whole lot better because they started the juicing, you know, so. I would just do it once a day unless you were sick. If you were sick, then you're going to do it maybe every three to four hours. Um, but remember, it's, it's going to work on breaking down pathogens and destroying them. So there'll be some detoxification that your body's going to go through. So like Teresa said, you know, she felt kind of nauseous. I mean, that's probably a process of elimination that she's going through and the lymph system may get flooded. You might not want to do too much in the beginning. You know, I mean, just start with five ounces to start with a little juice cups worth, work your way up to more, do a week of that, you know, and then the next week do six or seven, really gradually grow it. Every little bit counts, you know, so just don't, don't overdo it. What I do is uh, if, if we, if we got a lot of people in here sick, I can't, I don't like to be paranoid, but I mean, I can't afford to miss work. And I also get sick very easily. I mean, very easily. And I love that my clients are so hardworking, but they will come in and they'll be like, I just got strep and it's only been two days, but I felt pretty good. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I have to go put it on. I have to go put it on. God. And I'm trying to not be paranoid. And I'm just standing in faith. Like I claim right now, holy in Jesus name that I have no sickness in me. Right. And then I like walk out the door, like I am well. Um, but I mean, I have to worry about stuff like that because I can't afford to miss two days because, because of strep. So I will go on my way home, no matter how tired I am and get something like that. And I'll leave it in the fridge and I'll just walk in there and I'll take three drinks. Then I'll go about my business. And then three hours later, I'll take three drinks. So I'm just, it's just like bone broth, but I keep it in the back. And then I'll take three drinks of bone broth, the opposite hour. Do you know what I'm saying? And I just go back and forth, back and forth. But what I've done is try to get people in the regular habit of keeping bone broth in your diet all the time and keeping celery juice in your diet all the time. And then you tend to just not get sick, you know, even when someone has pneumonia in your ear, like you just kind of don't get sick. And I have been making a habit of that. And John and Sophie both have been sick twice this year, uh, both with like sinus infections, coughing, uh, and missed, you know, John missed work. Uh, she didn't miss school for it, but, but they, they were kind of feverish. I didn't get it either time. You know what I mean? I slept right next to John. And so that was to me like a really a good sign for me because that's not normal for me at all. Um, it neutralizes and flushes toxins out of the liver. So again, this might be a reason why you could feel nauseous. So reduces sodium cluster salts bind to in, bind onto neurotoxins, dermatoxins, and other viral waste as well as troublemakers and draw them out of the liver. That's awesome. If it did nothing but that, there would be a reason to drink celery juice because we all need something to bind to our neurotoxins, dermatoxins, and other viral waste. I mean, that is what we need every day. Whenever I talk about glutathione, that's what glutathione does. 
You know, it, that's the benefit of having a glutathione injection. It goes in and does exactly that. And so I think it's so neat that we don't have to go somewhere and get an injection. Cell Reduce does that. But remember, or actually I, I did this um, on a post. I did not do this with you guys. I talked about detoxing. And I said, you know, have you asked your body if it wants to detox? Because people always ask me, what's the best detox? And I always say, well, first of all, does your body even want to detox right now? You're in the worst health you've ever been in. Do you think your liver's capable of detoxing right now? Like, or will you actually make things worse by detoxing? Should you just focus on clean food for three weeks and eat healthy? Then we talk about detoxing because it may not be a good time for it. Well, don't overdo it on the celery juice. You get too crazy with it because you're like, I need all the detox. You might get yourself sick for three days. And yeah, you might feel better at the end of the sickness, but do you, can you afford that three-day sickness? And then what happens... Yeah, that's right. And that, that's what I was just about to say is what happens is, is people get into the detox part of it and they're so kind of gross from the detox, they fail. And then they're, the next thing I know, they're eating chicken noodle soup and, and, and saltine crackers where they just tried to stay away from gluten for two months. But because they just hyper detox, they just fell into a food or a, or a pattern of foods that actually made them more sick. You know, so just be cautious with it. Did you have a question? I do have a question uh, related to Pinterest sites. That's where I get my clients. So I read a lot of stuff about detox by the liver. And then you see a bunch of stuff that says the liver doesn't need to be detoxified. It's a natural, like, that's what the liver's job is. Sure, so, yeah. Like, it says, some stuff I read says your liver automatically detoxes your body. It, and some stuff I say it says you should detox by your liver. It so. does automatically, as long as it isn't broken, or as long as those uh, aspects of the liver are not fatigued. Um, they talk about liver heat, and they talk about liver fatigue, uh, just like your lymphatic system is, is supposed to do that. I mean, that's truly the job of the lymphatic system, but yet you get people that come in with lymphedemia so bad, I mean, they can't walk because their lymphatic system isn't, it's not doing what it's supposed to do. And the problem is, is that when God created us, I didn't think he had any plans for us doing what we decided to do with food, right? Like he kind of wasn't really part of the MSG thing. I don't believe he's behind it. Okay. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think he's behind it. And I don't think he's behind a lot of things like that. And so I don't think we're equipped to detox those things. It's, it, we have. And so, you know, then we go to detox, which is great and in some ways important, but yet if we weren't, we got to almost be ready for that. Like I didn't just start doing glutathione. I met with my naturopath doctor for probably five years before I started doing glutathione. If I would have started when I started with her, I'd have been deathly ill every time I went for a glutathione, uh, deathly ill, you know, and I wasn't ready and you have to know when to say when. But you get people that chase that because they kind of go off the deep end on things, right? You know, it's like, well, I, I, I went off the deep end. I didn't eat right. I didn't, or they get into a drinking thing where it goes on for a long time and they feel really sick because of it. And so they're in a hurry to get better fast. And the thought is detox, I'll be better fast. But there's a period where if you're truly detoxing, you have to realize you're going to feel 20 times worse than you will better. And you have to be prepared for that, but is it even the right thing to do?
you know, are, is your body even ready for that? And could you actually cause more damage than help? So with something like this, with the, with the celery juice, you just want to watch it and just be careful just to make sure that it's the right time. This is a really cool thing. Helps eradicate strep bacteria, the strep bacteria. I mean, how many times did your kids get strep, you know, or, or how many times did you get strep? Strep is responsible for many conditions like acne, UTIs, uh, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, yeast, excuse me, yeast infections, and more celery juice helps to destroy that. So it isn't just the strep, it could help to destroy that bacteria. I give uh, Sophie celery juice, she thinks it's like the neatest thing in the world. And I don't know if it's just because I drink it that she thinks it's neat, but she drinks it. I don't give her a ton of it. I mean, I just give her the smallest amount, you know, because I, I believe that it'll help her. So like a lot of people are sick at work right now. I'm trying to get what they have. Yep. Should I just start drinking? I would. I would like in your case, I mean, you can drink it fasted if you want to and break your fast, like I said, but in your case, I would do like I do and just bring a bottle in, okay. you know, and just leave it in there and just drink it as you can, okay. you know, and, but I would also bring the bone broth in. I would, I would, I would, what I would do with the bone broth is get yourself a thermal coffee cup and really warm it well before you leave for work and funnel it into a good thermal coffee cup. And then have your hot bone broth, get yourself a couple of drinks of that every couple of hours, and then have your cold celery juice a couple of drinks every couple of hours. You're just like bringing in the good, you know, every, every step of the way. In the bone broth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And there are some that are more flavorful than others. You know, you just got to kind of experiment with the brands to see which ones you're going to like. I don't even count those. Yeah. I don't even count those. I just count those as those are keeping me alive kind of thing. They're not even my calories. They're not my carbs or nothing to me. I, I mean, I guess if you really wanted to, you could, but I don't, you know, cause it's like, if I don't have these, I'm not going to be well. So I don't even worry about them. I just feel like it's so minimal, you know, um, it kills the, this is big for someone like me with autoimmune kills the Epstein bar virus, uh, mono, um, and shingles viruses, white blood cells of the liver's personalized immune system, add cluster salts to their cell membrane coatings, making them toxic to viruses. Um, it, Epstein-Barr is something that can lay dormant in your body and it can pop up every couple of years, you know, and you don't even know it. You just think you're tired and you can't figure out why you're so tired. You know, chronic fatigue viruses are like that. This is a way to just kind of Keep it. Don't you all want to run up to fresh time? I know. Isn't it great? I'm, already, I'm like, I don't even know if I have any today, but I want it. Yeah. <laughs> whenever I, whenever I read stuff like this, that's like how I get her. I'm like, I'm going at night, you know, but, um, that's why you want to read stuff like this because it puts you in the right mindset. If you get on the right, the, the wrong path, you're going to get a diet Coke on the way home. Isn't that why, how it's so easy what your environment is and what you're hearing, it, it matters. You know, you get excited about this. This brings you hope that you could feel different, you know, uh, brings down. Oh, this is what I was just talking about. Brings down toxic liver heat. So reduce purges a sluggish liver while bringing down liver heat. And it's just that the liver gets sluggish, Heather. So I think that's the concern is, um, yes, the liver should naturally do that by all means. But my liver's terrible at doing that. That's one of my worst things is that my liver is terrible at it. I will tell you in the past year, I go to 
a, a, a really you know interesting array of doctors. But in the past year, I had stem cell treatment. And it wasn't a targeted stem cell treatment. It was the kind that you received through IV. I, I, that came through my fat cells. Dr. Bly did it. And within the year, what would happen is every time I would see Dr. Anna, my homeopathic physician, she would muscle test me. And my liver would be an issue every single time. It was the first thing she would have to treat. And then usually my lymphatic system would be an issue. I honestly have gone like a good portion of the entire year with her not having to treat my liver after having the stem cell treatment and the consistent glutathione treatments. So there's ways of improving it, you know, but then again, I've also done things like celery juice and I've done bone broth. So the, the whole, you know, harmony of all that could be really working towards getting my liver into better shape. Um, and another thing would be if you've got a chronic alcoholic, you know, someone who's recovering, I mean, you know, they've been damaging their liver for years and honestly, it doesn't even just have to be alcohol. There are foods that damage our liver. You know what I mean? So if you, if you're a sugar addict, you know, you damaged your liver, unfortunately, I mean, you, you know, it, you don't even have to lose weight and still damage it. You know what I mean? So, okay. A powerful weapon against small intestinal bacteria overgrowth and bloating. It's a powerful stomach acid replenisher so that gastric juices can help kill strep, which causes SIBO or SIBO. It also breaks down rotting protein and rancid fats in the stomach and small intestinal tract, and it helps with bloating. If you've ever had that feeling where you have that taste in your mouth and you're kind of like, I cannot get this bad taste out of my mouth. You know, like something's rotten in your mouth and you use mouthwash and you brush your teeth. There's a good chance you have something that's actually rotting down here and it's coming up in you. And I know that sounds crazy, but if you're not digesting things well, it's not going down. I can't, I can't tell you how many people come into me the first time and tell me they go to the bathroom every four days. And I just look at them like every four days and they're dead serious. And I, well, what do you think's in them? You know, that's not fresh, right? And you know, do you know what I'm saying? That is rotten, bacteria ridden. I mean, I don't mean to talk about stuff that's not okay. good to talk about. Right. So you, you have, you have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. That's the first thing that has to happen. Don't ever think it's normal. If you're not going to the bathroom, seek help, you know, find someone, go to a found nutrition. If you don't work with me, go to some, go to some place and have someone help you to get you going to the bathroom. Uh, but if you also don't have enough acid, you don't have enough stomach acid to break down your food. You, you're not really getting through meat for sure. I mean, you require acid to break down meat. That's why sometimes I'll have clients take betaine before they eat. Just before I ate my hamburger, I took a betaine. And all it is is acid. It helps me to better break down the meat. It helps me with vegetables too, but really it helps with the meat. So that's what it's saying the celery juice does though, is that it does create that. Now, if you have a tendency to be hyper in producing stomach acid, like you're a breathe, a fire breathing dragon all, or dragon all the time. I mean, you genuinely know you are too acidic, which to be honest with you, it's, it's much more rare than you think. There are way more people with low stomach acid than there are with high stomach acid. They just get put on acid blocking drugs because that's the most common thing to take, you know? So something like this could really help with that. So I have some 
research this, um, that like we think having acid reflux or heartburn is too much acid, but mm-hmm. they said it's actually you don't have enough acid. Not enough. You should all Google that. You should just Google symptoms of low stomach acidity and just read through it because you'll kind of go, wait a minute, maybe I shouldn't be taking Prevacid every day. Am I actually making it worse that I'm taking Prevacid every day? I know with A blood types, and this is just giving you the blood type theory, but with A blood types, they're, it's, it's kind of like part of the theory that they do not have enough stomach acid to, to break down meat. Um, so it's definitely recommended that an A blood type take a betaine. Didn't you start taking betaine, right? Did that start to help for you? Like you feel like with meat, break, breaking it down? Okay. I know for me it helps, for sure. B-E, yeah, B is in boy, E, T is in Tom, A-I-N-E. It's usually like a 500 or 600 milligram tablet. Two of them with, okay. And, and if you take them and you do get acid reflux, you've just taken too many, you know. But now she's taking acid. Yeah. Yeah. So, she's, you know, so I mean, it's just... It's kind of wild, you know, and I'm not trying to say I'm over here, you know, prescribing everybody what to do, but it's like, consider it. If, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's never good. I might, yeah, I better not share this one, right? I might get a call about that one. It's a different show. That's for the John show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then the last thing is repairs the hydrochloric acid and liver bile production. It strengthens hydrochloric acid, which is basically what she's trying to do by taking that betaine, um, providing the body with that, and bile production, and strengthens the liver, which then allows for better bile production. So pretty amazing that celery juice could do that. So I tell people that, and when I tell people that, I just get so excited about that, because all I can think of is everybody flooding fresh time after this. We're all walking out with celery juice, right? And I know, because <laughs> you know about the you know about the riced vegetables that they no longer have those because of all of my clients buying them. So uh, the medley, the broccoli, the cauliflower—they have none at two different stores out here. Yeah, they have they have none. Oh, I think they're gonna be out for a while. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yeah. So now they'll, they'll probably be out of celery juice, but maybe we need to call them and tell them to start making more. But why I get excited is because you guys could potentially like get this much of a gain from that. And you walked in here to take this class and something like that could just produce that type of change in your body. And it's just food. It's just real food, whole food. It's not a pill. It's just food, you know, and it's just so great that stuff like this is out here. And what I wish is that when we went to the doctor for strep, he'd be like, okay, I'll give you an antibiotic, right? Okay. And I'll also give you a probiotic. So you're going to take both at the same time, but I'm also going to tell you to go to fresh time and buy some celery juice because there might be an immediate benefit to that. You may be well so much faster. You know, I just wish we could start getting to some of that. 
There should be no reason why if you're doing it in moderate amounts that you can't do it every single day. But it would, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch the amount. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, you do the whole thing. I, I usually just cut that end thing off because the only thing it's going to do is get stuck and kind of, you know, unless you have this major powered one, but just take the whole stalk. And I mean, mine, I can do three or four stalks at the same time, three or four strips of it at the same time. And you can get the full size celery or you can just get the celery hearts. It's up to you. One, I will tell you the, and I'm kind of picky, but the celery, full size celery, I feel like it tastes stronger. Like, you know what I mean? You know, how sometimes you'll have a bite of celery and you feel like there's medicine on it. Like it just tastes stronger. First of all, I would always get it organic uh, just from a pesticide standpoint. But then I feel like the hearts are just have a softer taste. That's just my personal opinion. If, if they're highly different, I don't know. You know what I mean? I've never been informed if they're super different. I would doubt that they're really that different. Uh, it, it, it is. It's like um, you get all the way through the produce section and then you start to walk in where here's the freezer and then you're getting to where you're going to approach the dairy. And there's a counter where you can look into the back room and it's right in front and it's all these fresh juices. And there might might be other things in there, but as far as I know, it's just fresh juices. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have plenty of different options for bone broth. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Yeah, I think. I think they do. Yeah. Yes. It's hard to say, but I would start with like two pieces, just juice two pieces. You're two big stalks. Okay. So let's say you get one bundle of celery. You're probably going to have like eight. Let's say you have eight to 10 stalks. Okay. Take two, see how much juice that produces and just kind of go from there, you know, and, and I know, and, and, but I mean, I would just start with two, you know, for three or four days, then maybe go to three, you know, and just kind of work your way into, into taking it because it could be potent for you. You just, you don't know, you don't have to have an autoimmune disease to still have a clogged up liver and to still push a lot of toxins out. Okay. Not in the celery juice. I, I do follow that. The medical medium was pretty particular about those sodium cluster salts. And he, he's bound and determined to say that it like, it destroys them. If you start to add an acid or something else that could like scientifically respond with it. And the sea salt has other minerals in it. So that could respond with those, you know what I mean? And then the lemon, and I guess he thinks stevia can do that too. So I've just, that's the one, that's a rule I always follow is I, exactly, it, it really is like, whoop, tip it back. You know, whenever we go on vacation uh, in uh, Arizona, <clears throat> John's drank it. I've, I've had him drink it plenty of times. And he's totally makes that face the whole entire time. And he's like, oh, and he shakes and he kicks things. And, uh, but he gets through it, you know, and, and it really has helped him to feel good. It just tastes like, yeah, but John doesn't like celery. Yeah, he doesn't like anything that is in form of vegetable or that's called a vegetable. But uh, our vacation, right, our vacation place would have uh, juice cups this tall and they were like that wide. And it was fresh juice that they made. They were doing like a 
papaya and pomegranate and stuff like that. Of course, it was good. It was like crack. <laughs> you know, it was like, holy cow, you would only want to have that much because it was a ton of sugar. But that would be a perfect place to start. You know, that amount would be perfect. Okay. Have you ever tried the grass? Do you I haven't. I haven't. I yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've heard great things about it. Yeah, and and you know, in areas like Phoenix, Scottsdale, you find those juice bars everywhere. I mean, you just walking down the street, there's a juice bar. Go over to the shopping mall, there's a juice bar. Yep. So it's so easy to get stuff like that. Here we have to Google, and we're and we're like, no, 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 that's not even in St. Louis. I mean, you have to really look, and there are places, but they're not easy to find. But they 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 do exist. Symbol, that place I told you about in Chesterfield, and I think there's another one now in Kirkwood. They do they do juicing. So uh, Whole Foods juices also you just have to call them you know, ahead of time and, and, and talk. And I think Whole Foods has glass options. I think that they offer glass container options. So just so you know. Um, and as far as the, I also want to talk about bone broth because I just want you to leave today just ready to take on the world. So I'm going to give you some, you know, quality, uh, quality list for bone broth too. I feel like, like I've told you, I feel like I've done a pretty good job of that up to this point, but I want you to have some almost more medical grade details on why we would do bone broth. It contains valuable minerals in a form that your body can easily absorb and use, including calcium, magnesium, phosphorus, silicon, sulfur, chondroitin, glucosamine, and a variety of trace minerals. I want to say that about the celery juice too. That'd be a good way of explaining why we would do celery juice is that it contains valuable minerals in a form that your body can easily absorb because you don't have all the pulp with it to have to work through digesting. The gelatin found in bone broth is a hydrophilic colloid. Sorry if I said that wrong. It attracts and holds liquids, including digestive juices, thereby supporting proper digestion. That's why it's so healing for the digestive tract. If someone has leaky gut or if someone's dealing with an ulceration, bone broth is great for them for that reason because it works at healing the lining. Um, bone broth also inhibits, in, uh, inhibits infection caused by cold and flu viruses, for example, and fights inflammation courtesy of anti-inflammatory amino acids such as arginine. That's why we would do chicken soup if we were sick. It's not because of the noodles. It's not because of the fake chicken. It's because of the broth. And honestly, canned chicken noodle soup isn't even good broth. So that's not even a good option. You truly want to buy a container of bone broth. You want to put your own vegetables in it. You want to get a chicken. You want to chop it up, get one of the rotisserie ones, chop it up, put your own chicken in it. And instead of doing noodles, make some zucchini noodles on the side or some spaghetti squash. Or if you're sick, don't make any noodles. You don't need noodles. Just drink the soup with the celery and the carrots in there if you want to. Or don't put it, just drink the bone broth, okay? Making your own bone broth is very cost-effective as you can make use of the leftover carcass bones that you would otherwise have just thrown away. And it's quite easy. One thing I can say with making your own bone broth is that it, I mean, you need a fair amount of bones. So if you're not buying whole chickens, you know, I don't get a lot of bones, so I'm going out and buying bones. And I don't know why, but I'm weirded out by that. Like, I don't know really where they came from. I don't know. I just don't like it. When I have the chicken, 
and I baked the chicken and my hands were on the chicken and then I took the bones off of the chicken, I just feel different about making that bone broth. So don't let me stray you away because there are a lot of places that sell grass-fed beef bones and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't like having to buy a bunch of bones. So I personally just, <laughs> it's just easier for me to buy the bone broth. Uh, but I have plenty of clients that make bone broth. Yeah, it's so easy. That's all you do. I mean, you, you can add whatever you want to make it have more flavor, but it's so easy. It's the greatest thing in the world. Well, you pull all that meat off of there and you just throw that chicken back in there, you know, and you just boil it and you're, you're going to put water in there and then you're going to put whatever you want to flavor it with. Turmeric, garlic, onion. I mean, if you have dogs that are having joint issues and things like that, don't put anything in it. You know, just put the put the chicken bones back in there and just make them bone broth. Now they sell that too for dogs, but you know mm-hmm. that. Well, that's like, according to them, barely legal. Yeah. In the protein stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's so good for them. They, it, it keeps their joints so strong. So it helps heal and seal your gut, promotes healthy digest, digestion, inhibits infection, fights inflammation, reduces joint pain and inflammation. Oh, okay, great. That's the betaine. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, promotes healthy uh, bones uh, because it contains high amounts of calcium, uh, magnesium, and other nutrients that play an important role in healthy bone formation. For my mom, you know, you all know she broke her hip, but she also fell earlier last year and broke her kneecap and broke her shoulder. I mean, she has osteoporosis. You know, I mean, this is a deal thing. This is a big thing for her. The only answer for her ever is let's go and do these injections. And I don't even know if I'm okay with those injections. They're pretty intense. I don't even know what they're putting in her to try to strengthen her bones. I don't even know if her body's receiving it. I know two days after she had the first one, she had a heart attack, you know, and it, it really frustrated, like it really scared me. You know, she had a heart attack two days later and it, we thought she had the flu from the shot. You know, so who knows? I, I, I mean, it can't be, we don't know that it's related, but it worries me that that's the only alternative. If we could start people in their forties, where we start to see decline in their bone density, doing collagen, doing collagen supplements, doing bone broth, like that would be a fantastic way to strengthen their bones, you know, and, and even just starting your kids off with collagen and making their soups with bone broth. You're already strengthening their teeth and their bones at a very young age. So it that's all I want to say about it. I just want you to understand, you know, those those major benefits. Just like with the with the celery juice, it's pretty amazing that you could start doing this and in a month, you could potentially feel 25% better than what you felt the month before. You know, digestion could be better. Your skin could start to clear up. You could be around sick people and not start getting sick. And you'll do it as such a habit, you won't even realize that you're feeling better. None of the stuff, it's like, it doesn't make sense because you don't even add it up anymore because you're so used to doing bone broth and celery juice. You don't even think, well, I'm not sick. I haven't been sick. Wait a minute. I'm usually sick. Just like I told you with the stem cells, I didn't even notice it. My doctor said, do you know it's been six months since I've had to treat your liver? And she just looked back and looked back and she looked back. And then she's like, let me just show you last year. And she kept scrolling and she was, it was every time, liver, 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 liver. The first thing she would do. Well, now when she treats me, she's able to get to like actual deeper things. 
Um, and I think that's how I get better each time. So, you know, you may not even notice it, but these things could just be getting so much deeper for you. All right. There's two other things I want to talk about a little bit. And I do have to run into my office and get my book. And one is stress and the other one is hip flexor stretching. So I'm going to come back and I'm going to show you some hip flexor stretching. I'm just going to grab my book. Because every new topic that I start talking about, I'm like more excited about it because it has such a good benefit, right? So like I want to say, if you start the bone broth, you could feel awesome. If you start the celery juice though, you could feel even more awesome. And then I'm going to tell you about the hip flexor stretch and I'm going to say, well, that's awesome too. So um, I know I try to teach you different stretches, but I want you to relate this stretch to your lymphatic system and to what we've talked about when we're detoxifying. Okay, so when we think about detoxifying on the inside, we can't forget, this is what I always tell people when they come to me for just nutrition and they don't wanna work out, okay? And I get that, maybe they're not quite ready for it, that's fine, but there comes a time where you clear up the internal acidity where everything's so, ugh, right? But then your external, your shape, your body, your physical part, is really still like a pretzel. You're all bound up. And so you're, you're almost externally acidic because your body's just bound. So even though, see Larry, even though you are detoxing a little better with your liver, you're not really detoxing because your lymphatic system is like a Twizzler. You know, you've got it all twisted up. So if we can work the structure with your bar rotations, with your wall slides, with your chest doorway stretch, with your hamstring stretches and your foam rolling, laying on the foam roller and having your chest opened up. All of these things are going to make it to where the lymphatic system isn't going to stay so clogged up. So then as we shoot stuff like the celery juice into our body and our liver's committed to doing some detoxing for us and we're all excited, but then it hits the roadblock of you haven't stretched in 275 days, what happens? You stay sluggish. You stay tired. You don't get rid of the toxins. You still kind of feel like you have a flu. So now I added another responsibility onto your day. Now you need to stretch. Now you need to foam roll. Now you need to do some mobility. You know, it's like a, it's that little triangle, you know, the body, you know, mind, body, spirit. I mean, it matters, you know, it really does. Cause then I'll start talking about the stress and I'll tell you how important that is. Right. But it, isn't it the truth though? It matters that we take the celery juice, but is it going to help us as much as it could? If we never stretch, we never walk, we never foam roll and we don't exercise. Nope. It might help us, but not as much as it could. Right. But then if we don't ever de-stress, none of it's going to help us, right? So we got to look at this as a formula. And that's why when I do these group settings, it isn't just about juicing or just about cooking or just about this, because I don't think you're going to leave with all that you need. I want you to learn about juicing. I want you to learn about cooking the bone broth and, and making it and the benefits of it. But I also want you to learn how to structurally be sound 
and to be able to detox properly with your structure and then how to de-stress. Okay. So with a hip flexor stretch, I'm going to do it on the bench, but you can just do this on the ground. This is very easy. I guarantee I've probably kind of showed you this already, but I'm going to do it in just more detail. We're just going to go down on one knee on the ground. Okay. And all we're doing is coming forward so that all of this in here gets the best stretch possible. And if I'm, I'm going to show you it down on the ground too, but I just, for the video, want them to be able to see it. If I'm down on the ground, one thing that I can do is this knee, I can come up and over to get even a deeper stretch. Now you have so many lymph nodes in here. So if you spend your day sitting all day and drinking celery juice, you're detoxing, but you're stuck. You just won't get a flow. You do not get a flow. And so, you know, I have folks that truly have lymphedemia in their legs. And if we can release all this up here, it really makes that difference for them. It's the simplest stretch. That's all we do. Now, if we could advance it a little bit. I could take my leg, bring it up behind me, put it up here on the wall, and then come back. And then I would get an even deeper stretch. I could kneel down on the ground and take my foot and put it up on the wall. I would put a pad or a pillow down on my knee, which you may still want to do anyways, because the knee can be, you don't want it on a hard surface, no matter who you are. Okay. But this is so good. I do this while I'm talking on the phone, you know, just get yourself loosened up. And then from there, just get your hamstring while you're in here, you know, just get that hamstring loosened up. All of a sudden you'll just start feeling circulation. It's an amazing thing. It's blood flow. And you're, you got so used to living without proper blood flow. It's just how we live. You know what I mean? It, there are so many people that have headaches and migraines and they don't realize it's just improper, like no circulation. They have limited their circulation so much because they're just so locked up. And sometimes that can come from a job, like where you're in a position all day long, you know, but there are things you could do to negate that and really open yourself up. And that's the type of person that has to say, every three hours, I'm going to set a buzzer on my phone. I'm going to go walk in the bathroom and do a chest doorway stretch. I'm going to do five wall slides on the bathroom and I'm going to have a band in my drawer and I'm going to do band rotations. And then in the afternoon, I'm going to stretch out my hip flexor and I'm going to stretch out my hamstring. I'm telling you, it will be a grand total of three minutes a day, minute and a half on the upper body, minute and a half on the lower body. But it's, it's, it's a monumental shift. I mean, you will really feel different if you do it. There's a, and I, I shared it before, but the video on channel nine, it's 21 minutes long. It was every morning at 5 30 and it's recorded. But all it is is stretching and range of motion. Yeah. And I can't believe how much take off and run somewhere it was almost universal and I chased my son and like just the fact that I could do it and like not everything was like right right hurt. absolutely but or sit in a car you know, my back doesn't hurt that's uh, right when I get up in the morning my back hurts and like one day I rolled straight out of bed and I was like oh. right and or you've been down to pick something up and you kind of do it in a way that you realize while you've bent down to pick it up that you shouldn't have, but you still make it through it without getting hurt because you're, you're staying flexible, but you bend down, pick something up the way you shouldn't. And you come up and you herniate a disc. 
you you hadn't been focusing on your flexibility. You know what I mean? Because you'll get a warning sign. You're going to herniate a disc if you're more flexible, right? It, it's going to warn you. You better not do that. You're down there. Drop it. Take the chance in breaking it because you're not flexible enough for that. You get that warning signal, but a lot of times we ignore that warning signal, you know, and we just say, you know, ah, we're fine. And then we keep going, then we herniate the disc. But the more flexible you are, the better you're going to feel. Just think circulation. It changes so much. It just changes so much. Mike Stout has a stretching class here on Thursday nights. It starts at seven. He's so good. I just don't even, I don't even, I don't even understand how he knows all he knows. He's so good at it. I would highly recommend it. You all have a free class this month. Come. I mean, it'd be worth it. Go out to dinner somewhere. Uh, bring your spouse if you want to. Just come. It's a good, good class. Thursday night. Yeah, seven o'clock. And it, he does those types of sessions as individual sessions too. You know, you could hire him for 30 minutes or you could hire him for a full session. If you really feel like you just need to get over a hump, he's good about that. Um, and uh, having a massage, that goes a long way too. But this is free stuff. Hip flexor stretch, no big deal. Bar rotations, no big deal. Chest doorway stretch. Guys, I'm telling you, I'm excited. If you start drinking celery juice, bone broth, and doing these stretches, it would be impossible to not feel better. You know, and your kids will feel better too. You can apply this to them. You know, it really will help. I think the more you get a routine of stretching, the more you do it without even, like you said. That's right. So then you recognize, like, look, I didn't do that today. Yes. And you fit it in. And it's the routine. That's what, that's the key. If you set that buzzer on your phone, it'll prompt you, oh, I'm going to go get my coffee. But before I go get my coffee, I'm going to stretch my hip flexor. Every day before I go get my coffee, I'm going to stretch my hip flexor. Every day before I go get my nuts, I'm going to bar rotate. I'm going to get my rotations in, something like that. For me, it's every phone person I have, which I have at least maybe three or four a day, I put my headset on and I stretch every single one of them. You know, and if there's a part where I have to write stuff down, then I sit down. But otherwise I'm stretching. I can talk as much as I want while I'm stretching. Okay, this type, this uh, uh, part of my discipline equals freedom manual is titled stress. First of all, I don't mean to minimize the stress people face, but imagine what Eugene Sledge went through on, I cannot even pronounce um, the island, and tens of thousands of Marines there who suffered an unimaginable horror. Imagine David Hackworth assaulting the enemy positions in Korea, wounded over and over again on the line, still going back for more. Imagine the poet warrior Alan Seeger in World War I, getting ready to go over the top and make his rendezvous with death. Imagine the thousands of warriors who have gone before you, who have stood and faced evil and death. And now imagine you. I used to do this to myself while in Iraq facing stress. Yes, we took casualties, and yes, it was awful and heartbreaking and every bit as wretched as I could imagine. But warriors have faced much worse. The Battle of, S of Sami or Gettysburg, or the Battle of the Bulge, or the Chosen Reservoir. Humans can withstand almost inconvincible stress, and you can too. So that is for your first step, gain perspective. I really like this. Gain perspective and do that because you must do that. You must do something critical in many situations, and that is to detach. Whatever problems or stress you're experiencing, detach from them. 
Stress is generally caused by what you can't control. The worst thing about incoming artillery fire is you can't control it. It is happening and you just have to accept it. Don't stress about things you can't control. If the stress is something that you can control and you're not, that is a lack of discipline and a lack of ownership. I really find that good. If stress is something that you can control, but you're not, that is a lack of discipline and a lack of ownership. Get control of it. Impose your will to make it happen. Solve the problem. Relieve the stress. You've got to look at the time clock of your day and think, when does the stress come? What are the stressors? When do I have my biggest stressors? And then dial it back and say, did it start because I snooze my alarm every day? And I try to position 20 minutes worth of work in 10. I've done it plenty of times, plenty of times. On Sundays, I'm like, I can write a book in this morning and still go to church and get Sophie ready and make everybody breakfast and feed all the dogs, right? And then I'm like, I can't. I'm a half hour late for church. And then I just sit there and I go, it was just a lack of discipline. I know better. Don't try to take those things on. I know I can't get all this stuff done. I need to just focus on going to church. That was the most important thing for the day, all right? But we have people that are crippled by their stress every single day. And I, when I say crippled, I mean crippled. They can't function. They, they can't talk to people. They are in, uh, having troubles in their relationships. They are becoming sick because of the stress. They have to take medications because of the stress. And they can't, they can't do normal life because of the stress. But there are some stressors that we can't control, right? There's some things that we can't control. So when he says detach, I think in my opinion, what he's trying to say is don't, don't stay stuck in it. Find a solution, find a different scenario to focus on. So if you're in the middle of enemy fire, just start telling yourself, I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. I'm more than a conqueror. Even though you don't feel like it at that moment, detach from the heightened part of the stress and attach yourself to something stronger and better and more motivating, even though it feels fake, even though it feels like it's not real and there's no way it's never going to get better. Make yourself see another view. The stress is still there, right? The check is still owed. Okay. It didn't go away. You still have the bill or you still have the symptom. Okay. You're still having the argument. The person's still not talking to you or something like that, right? These are, these are our possibilities. You still have the workload, but you're over here not having a heart attack because you're not so buried in that stress. You know, so many people have heart attacks because they stay buried. And so that word detached, just think to yourself when you get stuck and especially when you get stuck and you, and I can't tell you how many times this week I've heard this, when you get stuck and you immediately go, instead of over here to something positive, you go to food, right? Cause that's your way out. That's your way out of the stressful situation. It's going to make you not feel like you have a heart attack. You're going to have a heart attack, right? Unfortunately, the food's going to give you a heart attack probably faster than the stress now, right? So, and then it's going to produce regret. And then it's going to produce this whole other series of pain. And so then you come back to the pile of work and the argument with your spouse and the, all these things that you can't really control, but you also need to add on 
that you don't feel good and you're sick and you have regret. So detach, detach and find your form of detachment. What is the most successful form of detachment for you? Okay. Is it scripture? Is it praying? Is it a sermon? Is it nothing holy? Is it a, a comedian? It, it, you know, is it running? Is it push-ups? Is it a plank? I don't know. It's got to be something, you know? I mean, John's way of detaching, and I'll use him as an example, because he has PTSD, anxiety, and depression. I don't have any of those things. So I, I can't relate. I don't have any of them, and I feel really bad that I can't relate, but he does have them. He will play video games for 15 hours in a row, and I will think he's actually inside the TV. <laughs> and so I'll actually look inside it to talk to him. But he is detached. He's detaching. He's detaching. And that detached day for him, I had to learn in a marriage was a requirement to stay married as well as